Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you. Thank you for being exactly who you are. Thank you for showing up as exactly who you are. Um, You're the best listening audience on the planet. And, you know, so much of what you've shared with us has given us insight into some of the topics that are important to you to cover. And on that journey, you know, we discover people like my very special guest today, featured guest host of our own show, but here's what what I want to say about it. We discover people that are so on the edge of what's important in today's society, so forward-looking in what they're doing and how they're doing it, you know, so above the curve when it comes to helping you with what you might be going through in, in terms of this idea that you may have about addiction and recovery. So today, I want to introduce you to Robin, Robin Claire. Uh, we're going to be talking about getting to the truth about addiction and recovery. And by the way, I think Jacob, you've got, I think you got images of this. By the way, we're going to be talking about the journey. What is it like to take this journey? the recovery journey. What is it like then to take that story and create a powerful, powerful book and message and training and coaching, you name it. What does it look like to be on that journey to get you from here to here, like here and then to here? And that's what today is about. It is uplifting, it is is absolutely inspiring, it is powerful but it's also about the journey that takes us through agony to ecstasy. That's what this is about today. So for those of you out there, I want you to introduce you to this amazing recovery coach, best-selling author, uh, spiritual author of Feast and Famine, and more importantly, somebody that will not go down and go quietly in the night, (laughs) but is in the forefront to say, I am going to help people with this level of addiction that we have not even fully understood yet and help them change their lives. Robin, it's great to have you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, You know, I gave a brief introduction of what you do Mm -hmm. because people are gonna get to know you up close and personal through your own show and of course here, but this is a journey that when we think about the millions of people struggling on a daily basis. It is a journey literally from agony to ecstasy in a lot of ways. And I want to ask you, you are the author of this best-selling book. The messages in here are powerful, beyond powerful, beyond belief, but they are that because your level of vulnerability to share this and come to the forefront 
is what literally helps people relate and change. And I want to know, given you've written this book, what are the challenges and obstacles? What did you have to overcome, Robin, to bring you to this moment now? Yes, thank you, Dr. Pat. So interesting, you were saying agony to ecstasy really is another name for feast and famine. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking when you said that. And for me personally, I was in addiction for 40 years with obsessive compulsive food disorder and bulimia. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get out of it. I might get out of it for a little bit of time, but it kept coming back. And then finally, I decided that I, I needed to figure out why I couldn't get out of it. And that's when I started looking at truly what was going on inside of me. When you look inside, I want to ask you this question, because it's one thing to look inside and you change your life, right? It's another thing to look inside, change your life, and then tell the world about it. <laughs> That's what you've done in Feast and Famine, but not just in the book, but in your subsequent work, you know, in what you're doing in the world. But writing the book and, and bringing to the forefront, you know, your story, but other people's stories, people that we know are experiencing this and even more so now than ever, you know, so let's take a look at what undertaking uh, this, the writing of a book like Feast and Famine. How did that change you and how does it continue to remind you of your purpose? Yeah, so the first time, and I'll say that, the first time I wrote Feast and Famine, I was still in addiction. And I thought, well, I'll fake it till I make it. And then I got to the end of the book and the ending of the book was, well, I hope that these teachings work for you. They didn't work for me but have a nice life. And I knew that I could not put this book out there. So I knew that what was standing between my publishing this book and me was my recovery. And so then I had to come into recovery and I had one, um, I had received a message. So I am also a spiritual channel. I write these books for the spiritual realm. And I had received a message from a, a colleague who, that my grandmother came in and said, um, you need to bury this bulimia, Robin, or your family is going to bury you. So just like all other addicts, I'll have one last glass of wine or I'll have one more cigarette. I needed to have one more session of eating my brains out, knowing that I could throw up the food. And I did that. And when I was in the bathroom the last time, I started bleeding from my nose. I had this tremendous pain in my head. And for the first time, I could feel within all of my organs in my body what I was doing to them after 40 years of throwing up. And I all, I, all of a sudden I was on the floor because every part of my body was screaming at me. And I knew that I had hit rock bottom. And I knew that if I continued, then something would have happened to me where I might not be here today. And once I came into recovery, 
I was able to rewrite the book. And that was quite the experience looking at everything that I wrote from a place of recovery versus addiction. You know, let's talk about that space. Let's talk about that space for a minute and how brilliant, Mm -hmm. how brilliant of you to be able to catch that, right? Because that Mm -hmm. really does pinpoint the journey of recovery, doesn't it? You know, to realize that you now have a new level of awakening. You now have a new level of awareness where you could see that and say, wait a minute, let's hit the pause button. And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, when you're working with, as you do yourself, but also others, you know, there is a very difficult time to hit that pause button, Mm -hmm. right? What do you think? What do you think was underneath that, the motivation? It sounds like it was a spiritual guidance. It sounds like you called in, you know, guides to help you along the journey, but not just for you, for millions of other people in the world. Yes, yes. And so so the work, the books that I write, so Feast and Famine is my third book. Um, and I came out of corporate America and I was actually a spiritual um, promoter. So I promoted all the other teachers. I promoted all the other workshops. And then one day my guidance said to me, what about you, Robin? And I'm like, what about me? I'm really good at this. (laughs) I'm really good at getting other butts and seats for other people, right? (laughs) And, um, And they're like, no, 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 you're the teacher too. And I knew that I didn't feel like the teacher because I knew that I was an addict and somehow that I felt like a fraud. So how could I be the teacher? How could I be the spiritual teacher? And then, and then have this problem in, in my personal life. And so it wasn't until I started looking at my own trauma patterns of my life that I, I discovered what was going on with me. And so um, the divine being that I worked with on Feast and Famine, Healing Addiction with Grace, and this is the name that was shared with me, was uh, Sophia, who many uh, don't, she's a divine feminine, but she also declares herself as the Holy Spirit. And most people, if you ask most people, they don't know who the Holy Spirit is. It's just a name. But she says that she is the mother of creation. So we have the father, the son, and the mother. And so she is the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, Sophia. She also says that she goes by grace. So when grace arrives in your life, it is coming from Sophia, inspiring you either to have internal grace or grace arriving on on an external level. Mm. And she arrived and asked me to write this book. And I said, okay. And she goes, but there's one more thing. And I'm like, okay. And she said, you have to tell your journey of addiction in the book. And that was the game changer, Dr. Pat, because I didn't talk about this with anyone except very close family and friends. In fact, I had so many people who read the book. They're like, what? are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding you. It's not something I go about announcing, you know, in conversations with friends and family. And 
And so I had to really come into recovery in order to be able to deliver Sophia's messages. Oh my gosh. You know, so important. One of the things I was really struck by, and I want to talk with you about this when we come back from, from break, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is this journey of suffering and healing. But of course, in your book, I was really struck by the zone of genius and then humiliation leading to self-loathing. And I want to take a short break because when we come back, I love the different steps you've laid out in the book. And I, if you don't mind, I'd like to read them to people when we come back. Because one of the things we don't talk about is the intermediate steps that person goes through in a life, you know, to get to that place where you just don't like yourself, let alone love yourself. I don't know how you love right. yourself when you don't even like yourself. And <laughs> You know, you hear so much about self-love. I'm all about self-like. That's what, yeah. I, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I think you struggle with in addiction, right? You know, you yes. struggle with this, oh my God, I'm looking at you in the mirror and like, I don't think I like you, Pat. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Robin Claire, this fabulous book, Feast and Famine, Healing Addiction with Grace. When we come back, how do you move through the zone of genius, but more importantly, what is it about humiliation that literally cracked open Humpty Dumpty? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction. Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Mind to Heart with me, Craig Richardson, carves a pathway from your mind to your heart to activate that innate compass to overcome whatever life sends your way. As an intuitive life coach, I am ready to guide you to an amazing life. Tune in live every second and fourth Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about me, visit CraigERichardson.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, are you loving Shades of Spirit Radio? Well, mark your calendars. Shades of Spirit goes live in a new time spot every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Psychic medium Jamie and Spirit Walker Nicole, 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Live readings, giveaways, oracle cards, and lots of fun. So be there. Call into the show at 1-800-930-2819 and visit ShadesOfSpirit.com. 
It's time to shake out your money-making truth on Soul Wisdom Abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I am so thrilled to have Robin Clare joining me here today. Um, This is one of her books, Feast and Famine, Healing Addiction with Grace. And this is also today's show uh, talks about what this journey looks like, especially when you've taken it. And that is what Robin has done. And, you know, as you go on a journey like this, you get to a place where you realize it isn't just about you. It's about then taking this and sharing it with the world. And that in itself is a process. That in itself is a level of vulnerability. Um, And we're going to talk about several aspects of this as we move forward. But one of the things I want to do, Benny, I would love to give a copy of this book away right now, 1-800-930-2819. And certainly, if you've got a question for Robin or you've got a question about what we're talking about today, Uh, food disorder, bulimia, if you have questions about that, give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. Before the break, I was uh, talking about a part of your book, but before we go there, how do people find out about you, Robin? How do they get copies of this and any of your books? Yes, so thank you for for asking me that. So people can reach me at clarity.com, that's C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. And they can purchase the book there or any major retailer has the book as well. Awesome. So, you know, we're going to take a little deeper dive into this because there's always such a a long journey when we talk about this. And it's so amazing that people like you have lived to tell the story. I was really struck by a couple things in the book, but the one point I want to talk about is this humiliation leads to self-loathing and it really yes. taps into your personal journey as well. You know, I don't think we can take this recovery journey without feeling a little bit of self-loathing, can we? How was that for you? How was this part of facing yourself? What was that like for you yeah. as you faced this? So, you know, just to just to share with with the audience, we you know we're born into self love. We see these beautiful babies, and oh my gosh, they're so delicious and they're so perfect. And then, but then we have you know parents and siblings and teachers and friends and the media and different places that may not be as uh, perfect as we'd like them to be. And so we start experiencing uh, levels of humiliation maybe in the form of bullying or just teasing. There's a lot of teasing going on. And that can lead to self-loathing because really as children and teenagers, we're not as interested in doing our own healing work. If we don't heal the self-loathing, it can transform into suffering. And in Feast and famine. Sophia says that there's really only one addiction on the planet, and that's to suffering. And then we choose our vice, our our uh, um, addictive substance, our habit, because we're wallowing in our pain, we're wallowing in our suffering, and we want to feel better. So then we have so we have this journey from self-love to 
um, self-loathing, then to suffering, and then to addiction. And so the only way back to self-love, which I think is really where we want to get back to, or self-like, as you said <laughs> earlier, um, is to look at why are we suffering? What is going on inside of us? What were our trauma patterns? And for me, when I started looking at that, what I discovered is that there were 21 times that I knew that I had been humiliated. And some of them were just, um, I'll give you an example. I was in fifth grade and we were playing kickball in the, in the, in the yard and I kicked a home run. And as I'm coming around third base, I had a kilt on and my kilt, my, my pin unpinned and my kilt fell off. And everyone was laughing at me. So you might not think, so what's so bad about that? But for, for a, you know, a young girl to have an entire playground of people laughing at her, that seems to build in our life. We have situations where, where we're made not to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And that, that just kept building and building until I realized that I have this problem. And where I discovered I had this problem was uh, in reading the book, The Big Leap by Gay mm -hmm. Hendricks. Mm -hmm. It talks about this idea that we're all working at our zone of brilliance, but we want to ideally work at our zone of genius because that allows us then to fulfill our soul's destiny at the zone of genius. But we have upper limit beliefs that stop us. And for me, that, I, that what I needed to clear were all of these trauma patterns around humiliation. And, um, and, and one more interesting thing about it, I was driving in New York and I was listening to the woman who did the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. And I said to my spiritual guidance, that's so powerful, her, her story of the origination of it. And then all of a sudden my guidance said to me, hashtag who me, capital H, small u, capital M, small E. And then I heard, this is an epidemic on your planet, humiliation yeah. of me. Yeah. And let's talk about that a little bit further, because, you know, when we look at the day and time we live in, right, um, when we think about all of the different ways now available to be subjected to humiliation, humiliation, you know, by far, it is inescapable, given the many forms of media we had. Um, and, you know, it's very different than when I grew up and, you know, somebody said something about me. I shared this on one of the other shows is the first time I wore a bra. And I generally had a group of boys that I played with and we played stickball. And I remember that first time I wore a bra. I mean, I thought nothing of it until a comment or laughing was made, uh, uh, happened. And we think about these things and how we respond to them, right? And we think about how we take these things in. And I will tell you that as a young child, laughing at me was a thing. And of course, I'm from the Bronx. And of course, we're out in the street. And I just walked over and gave that kid a black eye. That was my <laughs> reaction to it. But in life, you know, it's a hot button. And we take those things in. We take what's said to us in. And what is the recourse? Is the recourse then to comfort ourselves? Yeah, is oh, the yes. option then to, I've got to heal this pain. I've got to numb this pain. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I think that that is that's what we do. I think we're we're constantly barraged 
with moments of humiliation, which then of course turns can can be accompanied by shame. And the way to feel better about ourselves is to do things that make you feel good. Right? Mm. Until you're ready to look at what what are my patterns? What are my trauma patterns? Mm-hmm. And um, other and until you do that, you will continue to suffer mm-hmm. um, because that's what we have to heal. So what what to get out of the suffering, we have to surrender um, our suffering. And and what I mean by that is really give it up. Not just wishful thinking. I wish I didn't do this. Like that's not surrender. You you all know when you've surrendered in your life. A surrender is more like I will never do that again. And I will get the help that I need. And then what happens after you've surrendered like that, then grace arrives. But in Feast and Famine, Sophia said that grace must be allowed. And I found that to be one of the most interesting things she said in the book, grace must be allowed. Because a lot of times, Dr. Pat, we have a role we've been playing in our lives. And we're that person in our family. And for some, you know, they're the person that always messes up or that's how they get attention. Or maybe they don't have to work so hard because they have a problem. You know, so looking at your suffering, what caused the suffering is not easy. But once you can do that, and once you can heal those parts of you that are struggling like so, then you can begin to have a life filled with grace yeah. and magic. I always say magic because I, I think it becomes pretty magical at that point. Well, it's because you have looked fear, humili- fear of humiliation, persecution in the face. You know, you're, you're looking straight at it, right? You know, yes. you're looking at oh, is, is this it? Is this what I feel? You know, what do I do? And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, and it's been a a monumental for me, and I want to talk to you about it when we come back, is it's been a quote by Viktor Frankl, of course, and it addresses exactly what you're talking about. And it's Mm -hmm. that thing that he says between stimulus and response, there is a space And it's in that space, our power to choose our response. And in our response Mm -hmm. lies our growth and our freedom. And I think that when I listen to you and what you're saying, right, and you've gone through this and you've identified this and you've been able to have a different response. I want to know when we come back from break, I want to know what answers were provided for you. Because you are hungry for those answers. Yes, I was. And when we are hungry for answers, does the universe listen? I'm not going to answer that question. Robin's going to answer that question (laughs) when we come back, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Robin Clare and feast and famine and hungry for answers. We'll be right back. When you lose a child, you find yourself part of a club that you never chose to join. There is a way to find meaning and joy in your life again. Jen Ripa has created a six-week sacred grief system, helping you let go of grief, heal with compassion, and understand what's available to you in the rest of your life. 
It can feel scary acknowledging that a part of you wants to move forward because you're not sure how to do it in a way that honors your child. The good news is that when you allow yourself to address your grief in a multi-sensory way, you can transition from sadness, regret, and hopelessness into a life that gives you peace, joy, and meaning. Jennifer understands with deep compassion how you're feeling because she's been there. For more information about the Sacred Grief Course, visit thriveology.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E dot com. Caring for someone with a life-altering diagnosis? You are a care hero. Navigating the unfamiliar options can be overwhelming, but you are not alone. Tune in to A Cup of Comfort with me, Trish Lau, twice monthly on Transformation Talk Radio. Let me guide you through your care hero journey by providing actionable information on how to care for a loved one in need. For more information about me, visit trishlaub.com. That's trishlaub, L-A-U-B as in boy, dot com. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Are you ready to shift your life into overdrive and stop wasting your time? If so, then I want to invite you right now to the Body Regeneration Online Academy with me, Tracy L. In a world filled with so much information, you can get overloaded and confused, left feeling like you've tried everything and still no results. If this is you, then this platform is for you to help you step into your power, your intuition, and gain clarity. You will learn simple tools that you can use as you walk down the street. And I will teach you how to grow a stronger connection to the God consciousness. Imagine having me as your coach, shifting you, uplifting you, empowering you every week. And most of all, helping you stay connected so you can navigate your life's journey with ease and grace. Nothing will be able to get in your way. Plus, you will have a community filled with souls just like you to pick you up when you fall down and support you on your wins. No one can go this journey alone. If you are ready for your live activations, check me out at tracylclark.com and join the TLC Body Regeneration Online Academy now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is so great to have Robin joining me here today, getting to the truth about addiction and recovery with Robin H. Claire. And today we're talking about feast and famine, but we're talking about more than that. We're talking about a courageous admission that her true addiction, you know, was to suffer gradually developed into a powerful blueprint. And, you know, the blueprint is delivered in these pages we're referencing, you know, but today we're also talking about how you go through these pivotal milestones in the journey and you become hungry 
hungry for answers, not just about your own personal journey, but about life. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Before we do, Robin, how do people, again, get copies of your book? How do they find out about you? How do they find out about your upcoming show? Yes. So I, my website is clarity.com. And that's Claire, C-L-A-R-E dash I-T-Y dot com. And I'm really proud to say that I have a show on Transformation Talk Radio starting on Thursday, and it'll air the first and the third Thursday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. And I'm just, and it's called Hungry for Answers from trans, uh, from recovery to your, to your ultimate life. And let's talk about that now, because, you know, we, there's this bridge that gets crossed, and you'll talk about the bridge for a minute, but we start to cross the bridge, and maybe what's, what really happens is we're, we're yearning, we're yearning for answers, we're hungry for answers. Um, we may not even know the question, but we want somebody to fill in the gap. Tell us a little bit about that gap and what that bridge was like that you crossed. Yes, so... Again, as I as I shared earlier, for me, I had this this life altering experience where I felt like I was dying on the bathroom floor. So I knew that I was really hungry for answers. But I had been in living my own exam in life for years, trying to come into recovery. And when I say living an examined life, I I work with a therapist. A mental health professional, but I, you know, I also worked with coaches, um, and I highly recommend anyone who's trying to move from addiction to recovery that they they go into a program or they work with a therapist um, or a life coach. Just get the help that you need. I agree because you need someone else who can who can, can guide you through the journey, and um, and so hungry for answers. I knew that I was ready. I knew that I was ready to bring this message out into a larger audience. And I was meditating and I said, what's the name of my show? <laughs> and I heard hungry for answers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's perfect with you know, my journey through food addiction and my need for answers in my life and how I wrote the book. and. Um, and how I have just really been on this quest to have answers in my life. And I, I love it. I love it. And I love when I get an answer, whether it feels good or not so good. I just love getting answers because I know that I'm going to move through to the next level of my journey, my life journey, having answers to my life. And, you know, talking about this openly is one of the most important things we can do because many people are shamed, right? They don't feel good about themselves. They're trying to keep it all together, right? Trying to keep it all together. Maybe you have somebody you're trying to please by the way you look or how you are in the world, or maybe you're in search for your own love for self inside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was sharing with you that, you know, sometimes it's just a light bulb that goes on. But what happens when the light bulb goes on? And how do you discover that you're now on the recovery journey? Yeah. So for me, the, the light bulb 
uh, went on immediately after that life-threatening experience. But I had no, it, it actually worked. <laughs> because as I shared, I've been, I've been in uh, intensive therapy for at least three or four years before that, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, try, and I was like, I felt like I was peeling back the layers of a rose. I could say onion, but I like seeing myself <laughs> as a rose better. I like the and rose I, better. Yeah. And I was, I kept pulling back and saying, geez, wow, look at that. Look at that. Look how that impacted me. Look at that. Let me, um, I also studied at the Oneness University in India and my teachers, uh, Sri Amma Bhagavan said it beautifully. Um, They said that you have to put out the emotional charge related to these experiences that you had in your childhood and your teenage years and your adult life. And I, I said it to someone the other day, a guest that I was talking to is coming on my show. And he's, and I said, I always see when I, when I'm working with these trauma patterns, these these experiences in my life that happened, I, I see myself going like this, like blowing out the emotional charge. And he said, Oh, you exhaled. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. Yes. I exhaled. I wasn't clutching it anymore and holding on to it for for dear life because because it hurts so much and um and and that's what I did but one of the ways that I really got out of this humiliation pattern was I read an article uh, when writing feast and famine and the author said that Nobody can humiliate you if you don't give them the title of judge. And it was so brilliant and yeah. so simple. And I was like, yes, unless I allow you to judge me, unless I give you that title of judge, whether it was a parent or um, you know, a partner or whomever, someone who doesn't like me, if I don't give you the title of judge, when you say something to me, I can say, wow, thank you for your, for your perspective. I'll, I'll think about that. Or mm-hmm. I can say, you know, screw you or yeah. whatever. I can say whatever <laughs> I want, but I don't have to let them judge me. Right. Right. That's I, powerful. I, yes. That's powerful beyond that's powerful beyond belief, what, what you mm-hmm. just said there. But, you know, I want to get back to something you indicated because it's so important. You know, you and I talk about this, but I will tell you, I have had many mentors along the way. I don't even think about my life without mentors or coaches, mm-hmm. and neither do you. And that's mm-hmm. really part of what you've created and helping people step forward. You know, one of the things that I was struck by that you did, and I want to talk about it for a minute, is about how to write a recovery story. And that's part of what we're talking about today when you're at the level where you don't want to keep it inside anymore. Yes. Where that moment of exhaling me allows you to then say, I need to have the freedom to really tell my story. So, you know, you also work with people uh, to write their recovery story. I think you're doing a 30-minute consultation. Tell us about that and why t- st- telling our story is so important. Yes. So I was trying to figure out what was next for me after Feast and Famine and how could I take my recovery coach designation and do 
do something powerful with it. And I, and so what I decided is that everybody has a recovery story. We may not think of ourselves as having been, because the reason why everybody has a recovery story is because everybody has suffered in their life. And so I have two levels to my writing coaching. The first is let's get it out of you so that you can heal your own journey, right? Let's just get it out of you and onto a piece of paper. Then if you want to share it as a healing tool for others, we'll go back and look at it to see, to make it into a book, right? So what that does for people, which I, which it did for me is in the first round, you can just write whatever you want, whether it feels disparaging about someone else or not. You give yourself permission to just get it out of you and onto the paper. And so I always say when you write, when you write for yourself, when you write it down, you're healing yourself. And when you share it with others, you're helping them to heal. And that's what I do as a writing coach. So what I offer is a free 30-minute consultation to see what's your recovery story. Let's see if you want to write that. Let's see if you want to use it as a healing tool for yourself first and then for others second. And how powerful is that? See, because you were just talking about the removal of that judge, removing that, right? And then with the recovery story, what we're talking about is again, continuing the removal of the self-judge. Yes. And, 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 you know, that is to me, one of the most powerful things you could do. But the other part of it is you, by having people write the story, and you being part of that, you're their witness. And a lot of times we have not had a witness to our stories, Robin, you know, we may be writing stuff down, but there was nobody there, very objectively, and lovingly and caringly being our witness. That's what I feel like, all the time with my clients, I do. I feel like I'm giving them the freedom to just share what what they came here. Because I believe, first of all, I believe a couple of things. One, I, I do believe that we choose our parents on the soul level. Yeah. And they're our most important relationship. And I, I do believe that until we heal our relationship with our parents, we're gonna have trouble in our other relationships. No kidding. And so, and so I do believe that by writing down your recovery story, you will heal your relationship with your parents. And I'm not saying to condone anything that your parents might have done. I'm just talking to you about forgiving them and forgiving yourself and, you and, know what that and understanding to. that. And doesn't that lead to what we're about to talk about now? And Benny, I'm going to skip the break. Doesn't that lead to living your ultimate life? The second part yes. of what you do and how you help people. Doesn't that really open up the door? But also, you're now bringing the spiritual aspect to this together in the book, King Solomon Speaks. Yes. Right? Yes. And so it's one thing to take that journey. But the minute that we're opening that door and we're writing our story and now we're getting witness, if you do that without a spiritual journey or without something, something to really anchor, right? It's really difficult. So tell us about this next part because we want an ultimate life, don't we? Yes. Tell us what yes. that is and about your yeah. latest book. Yeah. So 
Uh, King Solomon Speaks uh, was a book that uh, I'll just tell the story. I I was going to sleep one night and all of a sudden I I hear Robin, I need your help. And for some reason I knew it was King Solomon. I I I've, I've experienced his presence before and um, in different scenarios. And I said, yes, King Solomon, how may I help you? And he said, I need my army of spiritual warriors to become divine warriors. And when that happens, there'll be a tipping point on the planet where the rest of humanity will come into higher consciousness living. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And of course, then after that, I was like, oh boy, how do I do that? That's not, that's a big, that's a big call. And it took me a few years to get to this because I had to finish Feast and Famine. And again, I had to be where I am today. I had to grow into that. And so what is the transformation from spiritual warrior to divine warrior? When you're on the spiritual path, there's a place where you, where you never feel like you know enough you never feel like you're healed enough. And, and you also know that suffering is still an option. When you transform to the divine warrior path or the, to your own divinity, you do know enough for now. You are healed enough for now. And you know that suffering is not no longer an option because why would we suffer? If we're living our lives as divine humans, meaning living our divinity in human form. There's no suffering in mm -hmm. heaven. Right. Right. <laughs> so why would we suffer here? And so this is, this is a little book. It's seven meditations. The way King Solomon said we can do this is to align our chakra, our major chakras with the earth chakras. And so this is a book, a little meditation book with accompanying recorded meditations. And, you know, and let's tell people how they can get this, please. Yes. Yeah, so this one, I would also go to my, this one for sure, go to my website or Amazon, but I would recommend going to my website and that's clarity.com, Claire, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. And there you'll be able to link out right on the homepage to be able to get, it's an ebook in the form of a PDF and, um, and recorded meditations. Um, one of the things I want to say, Benny, also, we have a free download of King Solomon Speaks mm -hmm. ebook and recorded meditation. So let's do that now. I know we have a few minutes left. 1-800-930-2819. And Benny, all I need is name and email address, if you don't mind, and, and, and phone number, uh, just in case so we can get the, the person that calls in 1-800-930-2819. Look, I love being able to witness this for you, the launch of Hungry for Answers, the launch of this book. But this is all in the spirit of your passion and your purpose, right? And this upcoming radio show. I want to take a moment to talk about the radio show and to let people know what you're planning for them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so Hungry for Answers, from recovery to your ultimate life, was something that I've been thinking about that, you know, getting to recovery is a major milestone. I am not diminishing that at all because I lived it and I understand what it means to be in recovery and solidly in recovery. And then what happens is there, 
we think maybe there's nothing after that. Like recovery is like the, the end of the line, but a good end of the line. I don't think so. I think that we can live recovery in all aspects of our lives. And I think that we can live a very, a life based in wholeness where we are healthily living mind, body, spirit, and emotion healthily. And we are living a congruent life where we are, where our heart and our mind and our voice are all living as one. When that happens, I believe that we can live our ultimate life. I believe that we can have a life where we understand our soul's desired outcome for this lifetime and we can achieve it. And so I love to work with people on that as well. And, um, and we do, our, our soul is here teaching us lots of things. And the way you know it most is when you keep having the same thing happen over and over again, over and over again, that's your soul saying, uh, we need to get this this lifetime. Yeah. So spend some time figuring out why it keeps happening over and over again. Once you get into a groove with your soul energy, then that's when you can have your ultimate life because things just start unfolding in, in a magical way because you're courageous and you're open and you're healthy. And then that's when life can be magical, as I said earlier. It's so important what you just said, because if we enter the realm of recovery and we think that the end game, the end game is recovery, then we ask ourselves the question, what's next? Mm -hmm. Is there nothing after that? Is there going to be the same old life that I have? Is there going to be something that changes? Will I be able to see the ultimate possibilities of an amazing life? And see, that's what I love about your message, because we do think recovery is the end game. But what about life? Right. What about joy? Right. Right. What about abundance? What about <laughs> happiness? What about that, Robin? <laughs> yes. Yes. So what I personally discovered in my own journey of recovery and to my ultimate life, which I feel like I'm living that now with the opportunity to share all of that. And I have always known that we have a divine right to a life filled with love, joy, peace, and abundance. And I believe that's what the ultimate life is as well. When you know that you're as a, as a divine being, as a soul being, having a human being experience, you can have these things. And so when we can move from just the day-to-day -day struggle of, of the human existence to working in, in partnership with our soul, then we can more... Um, likely and more graciously receive the love, joy, peace, and abundance that we have a right to. Hmm. You know, in the few minutes we have left, um, what I want to talk with you about and have you share, if you don't mind, is, you know, coming full circle to embody the full range of work that you do with people. Because recovery, yes, is part of your journey and part of your story. But, you know, as someone who is certified in this, you really take it to another level. You say, yep, 
We're going to take the recovery journey. And by the way, would you like to hop on for the abundance journey? Would you like to hop on for the, you know what I'm saying? And so, yes. be, because you've discovered that for yourself and yes. now you can help others. Well, you know, my spiritual mantra, my own personal spiritual mantra is bring it on. Now <laughs> that has afforded me a lot of wonderful learning opportunities, but it's also required me to do the work. Yeah. And, um, and so, yes, so I'm always open to, I, I live a life, not just the examine life, as I said, but I live so connected to my own spiritual journey and my own spiritual team that I'm constantly listening for guidance as to what, what, it, what do I need? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to connect with? in order to be able to deliver this mess, the messages that are shared with me through my books. Yeah. Wow. I am so excited about your upcoming show, Hungry for Answers. I want thank to thank you. you for today. Again, how do we find out more about you, Robin? Thank you for all your work. How do they get copies of your book? And also, what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with? And thank you so much for creating a powerful pathway for people. Yes. So again, you can reach me at clarity.com, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y, or on Facebook, um, Clarity with Robin, and Instagram, Clarity by Robin. I wanted to leave everybody with a wonderful little teaching from Sophia in, in Feast and Famine. So it's just a little thing I'm going to read. And um, I said, Sophia, um, can you give me an example of what the four parts of Sophia's divine path to healing can look like in someone's life. And she replied, imagine sitting on the floor of a dark room alone and in pain. This scene portrays what suffering feels like. The moment you find the courage to get up and look for the light switch, you are in surrender. When you turn on the light, you are filled with the light of grace. From here, you will find the door that leads you out of the dark room and back into self-love and ultimately into your divinely inspired life. Why don't we need that? Robin, thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Um, again, for those of you out there, we're talking about if you haven't heard the earlier part of the show, Feast and Famine, of course, Healing Addiction with Grace. Um, and I want to just say Robin is available to work with you. And we are now in a time where the level of numbing that we're doing for ourselves has never been greater in our history. So thank you, Robin, for everything you're doing. Thank you so much for today. Um, thank you. And I love your upcoming show, Hungry for Me Answers. Too. Yay. I'm psyched. <laughs> on Transformation Talk Radio, everybody. Benny, thank you for doing what you do. Jacob, thank you for putting all the great images in there. And thanks to all of you, the best audience in the world. We'll see you next time.